The hard slap of a magazine dropped from above makes me look up. This is what sex looks like. The voice, strangely graveled for a non-smoky 19-year-old, belongs to Rick. The face and torso now displayed beside my pseudo-cubist still life is Jacob Earle, the dark-eyed, high-cheekbone singer of Disciples. He's on the front page of Sounds magazine, black shirt unbuttoned, chest gleaming, objectified just like a page three girl. Gig at the marquee tonight. We're going, Rick says, glaring down at my canvas. Think the apple might work better in blue. He says it lightly to be helpful. But with each new and perfect intuition, I feel the familiar drifting to self-doubt. Am I as good as everyone else? Do I truly deserve my place here? One of only twelve students accepted on the fine arts degree at the Slade, renowned as the best art school in the country. Rick is the kind of artist, slash sculptor, ceramicist, embroiderer, he can excel in any medium, who doesn't really need to be here. He's already it, the tutor's darling, the art school's mascot, the collector's early hunch. Last week he sold a self-portrait, his whole face rendered in vertical stripes of green, to a man who turned out to be the owner of San Lorenzo. I can imagine Mick and Bianca eating their gazpacho while Rick gazes down at them with his sharp blue eyes. This afternoon's session, printmaking with Gordon King, is the one I dread the most. A former pop artist, he distanced himself from the movement some years ago, and now speaks about it only with distaste. His work sells for thousands of pounds and hangs in the permanent collection of the Whitechapel Art Gallery. He swept into the Slade four years ago and turned its printmaking department on its head. It is said that he can make or break a career, and three of his protégés now sell on Cork Street. Rick is his favourite. He can stand beside him, eulogising his colour choices for a full five minutes. Gather round, people. See these pinks and greens and browns. See how the cherry blossom gorgeousness is offset by sludgy olive and shit brown. This is colour calibration at its best. Today I'm working on a lithograph of my favourite tree, and I'm hopeful that all the nights I've spent frying my brain reading about tonality and chromaticism might finally pay off. Once I've drawn the outline of my tree, a mesmerising, strangely humanised oak, onto a block of limestone. I'm going to wash over it in a restricted palette of yellow, red, black and white. I've been practising for this moment all week, mixing up little tubes of paint in my student bedroom, until I came up with three perfect shades of skin. Soon the tree's branches will become flesh-coloured limbs, the thick round trunk a torso, its ribs defined by hand. I'm going to call it Metamorphosis One, a pleasingly Kafkaesque title, and the first in a series of tree people. But Gordon doesn't wait to see this transformation. Surely not another tree, he says, arms folded, mouth tight, hovering beside me. What is it with you and trees? And something crumples inside me. Instead of standing up to him as I do every day in my mind, I say, I don't know. I just like them. Well, I like ice cream, but I don't paint it every bloody day. Move on now. We need to see some development. This is sub-A-level standard. In the pub, 
Rick feeds me gin and tonic and holds my hand while I cry. I shouldn't be on this course. I'm going to drop out. We had the same conversation every week, always after Gordon King's class. What is it with you and trees? Rick can mimic Gordon perfectly. His soft, anglicised Scottish voice at odds with his bitter personality. The man's a bully, and you're his victim. We have to find a way of changing that. He glances at my half-full tumbler of gin. Drink up, tree girl. We have a gig to get to.